What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. Today's episode was a fun one. I break down the multi-billion dollar financials behind Manchester United, not only one of the largest sports organizations in the world, but certainly in the Premier League. I talk through how the Glazer family is using financial engineering techniques to withdraw millions and millions and millions of dollars from the club to themselves every single year. This was a fascinating conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. But before we get into it, let's quickly run through today's sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Whoop. I've been wearing a Whoop for several years now, and it has made a massive difference in my life. It's the only tech product that I wear 24-7, so it's pretty cool to see people like Patrick Mahone, Rory McIlroy, Michael Phelps, and Justin Bieber wearing one also. Whoop automatically measures your respiratory rate, oxygen level, resting heart rate, heart rate variability, calories, and activity levels throughout the day. Sure, it might sound complex, but Whoop interprets the data for you, so it's easy to digest and actionable. And now, their 4.0 is officially back in stock and shipping in real time. But here's the best part. Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code Joe at checkout. Go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P dot com and enter Joe, J-O-E, at checkout to save 15% and get free shipping. Sleep better, recover faster, train smarter, and now feel healthier with Whoop. Next up is Element. I've been focusing on my hydration levels for the last few months, and I've learned that chugging water isn't the most important thing, but replenishing electrolytes is. The easiest endorsement I can give is that since drinking Element, I feel more energized and experience fewer headaches and muscle cramps. It's simple. I just add it to my water every morning and I'm ready to go. No sugar, no junk. There's a reason why hundreds of pro athletes and teams are using it also, because it works. And now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single servings of free packets with any Element order. So get yours at drinkelement.com slash joe. This deal is only available through my link. So make sure you go to drinkelement.com slash Joe, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash Joe. Next up is MoonPay, the leader in Web3 infrastructure. Trusted by major crypto brands and millions of people worldwide, MoonPay is a portal to Web3, a place where you can transact with peers globally and own your digital identity. As blockchain technology continues to integrate with sports all across the world, teams and leagues are looking for simple solutions to unlock their digital markets. That's where MoonPay can help. Whether you are front office staff, a business executive, or a marketer, and you're looking to mint collectibles on the blockchain to create an NFT marketplace for your brand, MoonPay's technology can bring your digital strategies to life. So if you want to learn more, go to MoonPay.com slash Joe. That's MoonPay.com slash Joe. Joe Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of Joe Pompliano and his guests are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion by Joe or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All right, let's get into this episode. What's up, everyone? I hope you're doing well. Happy Friday. Hope everyone has a great weekend ahead of you. I want to spend some time today talking about Manchester United specifically, though. For those that haven't been following the story, people are very upset. There's protests going on virtually every day or every week, at least now. And they haven't been performing well. So they're off to a tough start. They currently sit last in Premier League standings and have lost their first two matches by a combined five goals to Brighton and Brentford, despite spending nearly eight times more on their starting lineup than the latter, than Brentford. They spend $514 million on their starting lineup. Brentford is spending $66 million this year, and they lost to them by four goals, four to zero. So for those that aren't familiar with the history here, there's a lot of history. Manchester United hasn't won a single Premier League title since Sir Alex Ferguson retired in 2013 
after winning 38 titles in 26 years. So tremendous, tremendous, tremendous run, obviously, for Sir Alex Ferguson, and they haven't won anything since, really. And their stock price, they IPO'd in 2012. I think it was August or September of 2012. And their stock price is actually slightly down from the IPO. They IPO'd at $14, and today we sit here at $13.90. So slightly down over the last decade. And if you zoom out and you look at the S&P 500, kind of just a broad indice over the same time period, the S&P 500 is up over 200% during that time period. So massive outperformance from just basically selecting kind of an index and, and letting your money sit there. Manchester United's market cap on that equity currently sits at $2.3 billion, despite some people thinking that if the club was put up for sale, they would garner four, five, six, even maybe billion dollars, right? So Chelsea just sold for $3 billion. Manchester United is a bigger club, not only from revenue, but market share and mind share and all of that. So they think it would go for a multiple of that, maybe four, maybe five, maybe six billion, right? So the, the market cap on Manchester United stock is much lower than the inherent value of that team. What does that tell you? That tells you that the market is not pumped about what is going on, right? So despite a lack of titles on the pitch, despite poor equity performance over the last decade, the Glazer family, right? I just told you the stock is essentially flat over a decade. The Glazer family, who owns the club, have made an absolute killing since acquiring the team in 2005. So you may ask, how is this even possible, right? I just showed you the equity is, is relatively flat compared to everything else. How are they making so much money? Well, equity performance and Premier League titles don't tell the whole story. Instead. You have to take a deeper look at the numbers to understand the frustration of a Manchester United fan. So let's dig into it. The Glazer family isn't new to sports ownership. For those that don't already know this, they have owned the NFL's Tampa Bay Buccaneers since 1995. They paid about $192 million for that team in 1995, and it's worth $3.3 billion today. So they've owned it for you know 27 years at this point. That's a compounded annual growth rate for 27 years of 11.1%. They've done extremely, extremely, extremely well from that. Makes up a large percentage of their net worth. But the root of the fan frustration at Manchester United actually comes from how the Glazer family purchased the club, right? If you think about most asset purchases, specifically in sports, these kind of multi-billion dollar franchises, there's certainly debt use to some extent, but also a healthy mix of cash, right? You want to keep these percentages in check. But the Glazer family did the opposite. They did a leverage buyout, which essentially means they just they funded it with more debt than normal. They put in about 270 million pounds of their own money. And the rest of the 790 million pound purchase, about a billion dollar purchase, was funded through debt. So the vast majority of it was through debt, which makes it a leveraged buyout. And at the time, Manchester United had literally no debt. Their gross debt was zero in 2005. And the next year, in 2006, their balance sheet showed 600 million pounds of debt, right? So just a massive, massive, massive jump. The chart looks absolutely ridiculous. It goes from zero to 604. So they, they added a bunch of debt to the balance sheet at Manchester United. And I think we need to be careful about this, right? Because when you hear debt, a lot of people just inherently say, oh, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. Debt is not inherently bad. It can be oftentimes a less expensive source of growth capital if you're growing fastly as a company. And unlike traditional equity financing, it doesn't cause dilution to the owner's equity position in the business, right? So they get to keep their equity ownership share. They don't get diluted down. They get growth capital to go and expand the business. As long as you're growing at a faster rate than the money that is required to pay on that loan, then it's good. That can be a great thing, for sure. I totally understand that. But ultimately, it's important to realize that's not what is happening at Manchester United. Sure, the Glazer family will argue that they've spent more than $1.5 billion on players over the last decade. That includes $82.5 million for Angel Di Maria. I think they paid over $115 million for Paul Pogba and, and a bunch of other people, right? So they paid over $1.5 billion in salaries. Jadon Sancho, a bunch of others, Harry Maguire, all these people. And annual revenue at the club has also increased dramatically. 
from $366 million in 2009 to nearly $800 million in 2019. That is before COVID-19 screwed things up. Revenue has dropped over the last few years. Stadiums are empty. Obviously, everyone got hit across sports, but I, I don't want to take that away from it. $366 million of annual revenue in 2009, nearly $800 million today has increased tremendously over 100% over that time period. And without a doubt, the Glazer family would also point to their stadium. 75,000 seat capacity stadium is packed every single game, sold out, fans there every single time. So the reality is that they think things are probably healthy, right? They would say, hey, we're spending money on players. We're trying to compete with these organizations that, that essentially have limitless money or unlimited money. We're spending the money to do that. Annual revenue is increasing. The stadium is packed. Like we're doing okay. But the reality is quite the opposite. It's all good to say that, right? But back to what I said previously, Alex Ferguson retired in 2013. They haven't won a Premier League trophy since that time. Their overall debt today in 2022 sits at a nearly identical place to when they first purchased the club via leverage buyout in 2006. That's 16 years, right? And they've been making interest payments, which we'll get into. But 16 years later, the overall debt that they put on the club sits essentially flat to where it was 16 years ago. And even worse, so I want to give credit to Swiss Ramble did an excellent thread on Twitter. If you don't follow Swiss Ramble, you should. Great money and business behind international football. Did a fantastic job at Manchester United. There was a whole thread. And Swiss Ramble estimates that the Glazers have taken out $1.3 billion from Manchester United since their initial purchase. Now, stay with me here. That is made up of interest, debt repayments, dividends, board of director fees, management fees, consultations, et cetera. So in interest alone, Manchester United has paid $886 million in interest payments. Debt repayments, $175 million. Dividends to stockholders, $198 million the Glazers have benefited from. Board of Directors fees, $65 million. They hold six of the 12 seats on the Board of Directors. I think they paid over $120 million in Board of Director fees over the last decade or so. They get 50% of that, called $60, $65 million. And then management fees, $27 million. So over that time period, over the last decade, in total, no other ownership club in the Premier League has taken out that much money as the Glazers. Right? They have taken out far and away more than anyone else. In a lot of instances, a lot of owners are actually putting in personal cash. They're spending money. They're, they're funding these teams. They're trying to go get players. They're putting up their own cash that the team doesn't have or the club doesn't have to go get these star players to be able to compete. The Glazers are doing the opposite. Right, They're, they're spending money, but they also have more money because of the nature of the brand, the, how big the business is, et cetera, and they're taking a bunch of money off the table. But I think there are two important caveats to add to this, which we haven't even mentioned yet. First, let's start with dividends. Manchester United's dividends are paid twice a year in January and June, but it's really just another way for the family to take cash off the table. How? Well, considering the Glazer family members still own about 70% of the club collectively, they receive the vast majority of each dividend payment. For example, Manchester United paid about 11 million pounds in dividends last year, and the Glazer family netted about 8 million pounds of the total. And of course, none of that money goes back into the club. It goes straight from Manchester United's bank account to the Glazers. But secondly, the Glazer family has also made a fortune selling stock. The family has collectively sold $686 million worth of Class A shares since the club's IPO in August 2012. And again, that is money that goes directly to the Glazer family. So I think when you zoom out and you look at this just kind of in full capacity here, they've taken about 1.6 million pounds, $1.9 billion. Ownership of the Glazer family has cost Manchester United of money coming directly out of the club. So you can argue, yes, they've spent money on, on players. Yes, the stadium is full. We haven't won, but it's just bad signings. Like, we'll get better. We're firing managers. We're trying to get the right people in here. But at the end of the day, they are withdrawing money from the club. And people can continue to protest every single week. 
Bloomberg is even now reporting that the Glazer family is considering a minority sale of the asset. But at the end of the day, I think it's important to be honest with ourselves. I would not expect the family of six, the Glazers, to be leaving Manchester United anytime soon. And you'll ask, why not, right? There's just so much public pressure. People are protesting. They're upset. Fans are literally showing up to games or matches with signs that say, fuck the Glazers, right? Like, that's just the reality. But at the end of the day, this is one of the most profitable sports transactions in history. They're making so much money, so much money, year in and year out, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars on this deal. Why would they leave the party early? I don't think they're going to. I think Manchester United fans, I know they're very upset about this, and I think that what we're going to see is they're going to continue to protest and riot and get upset. But at the end of the day, I do not expect the Glazers to be leaving anytime soon until they get that big offer. Someone comes in, hey, we'll pay $4 billion, $5 billion, $6 billion for this team. A team that was purchased for just under $1 billion total over a decade ago. I think that they would consider that, but ultimately it has to be a number that blows them away. If you have an asset that is basically just churning off cash to you and your family members every single year, it's a massive, massive, massive brand. And people would say, okay, yeah, but if they don't perform, that brand will die. It's not going to die. We're talking about Manchester United here. People are fans of the club. It's one of the biggest sports franchises or entities in the entire world. They can continue this for at least another decade if they wanted to do. But ultimately, for the fans' sake, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope they find a solution to this problem. And I hope the fans get someone in there that they can trust, someone that has the best interest of the club, maybe at heart if they don't feel that the Glazers do. And we'll see what happens. But ultimately, this is a fascinating story. It's, again, one of the best sports transactions in history from an ownership perspective and a pure dollar amount. But obviously, as you can tell, fans are upset, and it's understandably so. I hope everyone has a great weekend. I will talk to you all on Monday. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I appreciate you listening to The Joe Pomp Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify so that you don't miss any episodes going forward. And if you are looking for additional content, check out my daily newsletter at readhuddleup.com or follow me on Twitter at Joe Pompliano. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time.